This is the Magellan Journal, a podcast series here to help you navigate EU opportunities. We remove the noise around current EU issues on different topics such as transport and environment, each time through the perspective of a different expert. In this episode, we talk to Pedro Saus Simao, who has recently become the coordinator of the Portuguese Plastics Pact, with the aim to create a plastic circular economy in Portugal, where plastics never become waste. Hi Pedro, thank you for accepting to do this podcast. Uh, Before we start, can you briefly introduce yourself and explain to the listeners what is the Portuguese Plastics Pact, why is it important and what is your role in it? Hello Andrea, and thank you very much for this invitation uh, to be here today. So to briefly explain what is the Portuguese Plastics Pact, it's a collaborative initiative that gathers uh, 76 entities from across the Portuguese value chain, committed to a vision, a common vision for everyone, to build up a circular economy for plastics in Portugal, where plastics never become waste. And this initiative, in order to achieve this vision, implemented the five targets uh, to be achieved by 2025. And they concern either elimination of certain types of plastic packaging, reuse business models, increase recycling, increase incorporation of recycled material, and also very important, the education and awareness of uh, the consumer. Okay, so you said well, it's really interesting that these materials, they never become waste, so they are always reused. So what are the most common ways of doing this? How would you, let's say, explain this to a, to a five-year-old in, in simple terms? Sure. So in simple terms, I think the most visual way of explaining how we will achieve this is uh, by explaining the, the different targets. So for instance, our first target is to to create a list uh, of single-use plastics that are either unnecessary or problematic and to eliminate them by 2025. So in this case, we will eliminate the product and it will never more become waste. For our second target, for instance, we want to achieve 100% recyclable plastic packaging, which means that when you put your packaging for recycling, 100% of its material will be valued and it reincorporated in a future product. The third target is to guarantee that all this recyclable packaging ends up in the recycling system. So we want to achieve 70% or more the recycling rate for plastic packaging in Portugal by 2025. And also because it's important not just recycling, but guarantee that the recycled enters again the economy to be the full circular economy, we want to achieve, and this is the fourth target, an average of 30% incorporation of recycled plastic in new plastic packaging. And for all this to work, this is the fifth target of the Portuguese Plastics Pact, we need to engage the final consumer in this process. So we will raise awareness, uh, we will promote education, in order to guarantee that all the Portuguese consumers choose the best and more sustainable options in terms of plastics. So besides this Portuguese plastics pack, there are many other initiatives throughout the world dealing with plastics. There is the famous Ellen MacArthur Foundation, the Circular Plastics Alliance, United Nations Global Partnership on Marine Litter, and many more. So could you just briefly tell what is the Ellen MacArthur Foundation and what is its role? 
So Ellen MacArthur Foundation is maybe the global reference in terms of circular economy. So it was founded in 2010, and since then it made a, a very impactful work in promoting the transition to the circular economy all across the world. Even the concept of circular economy was uh, introduced by the foundation. The economy there generates no waste. And in all their work within different sectors and different value chains, in 2015 or 16, they created the New Plastics Economy Initiative that focused specifically on the transition to a circular economy for plastics all across the globe. And they created, for instance, the Global Commitment, where the major multinationals uh, signed their commitment at the global level to achieve certain targets that will put them closer to a circular economy for plastics. And the other initiative, the case of the Plastic Pack Network. So a way to bring action at the national and regional level and to promote the transition to a circular economy in the different countries. So basically, this is the work that they have been doing and more specifically, uh, the New Plastics Economy Initiative for the case of plastics. What makes the Portuguese Plastics Pack different? So what makes it different, but not so different because we are coordinated with most of these initiatives is that we act at a local level. So most of these initiatives work at either global or European level, and we want to put action on the ground, and in this case, for the Portuguese territory. You mentioned the Alan MacArthur Foundation, so our pact is part um, of a global network of the Alan MacArthur Foundation of National Plastics Pacts. We are seven right now, and we were the last one so far to launch the initiative. There are pacts, for instance, in the UK, in France, in Chile, in South Africa, and we are part of this community uh, where we can exchange experience and learn from each other. We also engage with the Circular Plastics Alliance, again, to exchange information, to exchange best practice, because we are all working in the, for the same vision. So what we want is to bring this vision of these global initiatives to the local level and foster this transition in Portugal. Okay, so besides this, this common goal and, uh, and the deadline of 2025 that the Portuguese Pact has, are there other also differences between the other initiatives in terms of, 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 of well, of, you mentioned some figures, 30%. Are there other similar, are the, are the figures, are the numbers the same of the targets also around the world or are the Portuguese targets more ambitious? We, we are very much aligned uh, with, with all these uh, international and global initiatives. For instance, for the case of Circular Plastics Alliance, the goal is to achieve the incorporation of 10 million tons of uh, recycled plastics in new products by 2025, which means uh, considering the, the actual uh, plastic consumption in Europe around 25% incorporation, we want a little bit more, we want the 30%. Mm -hmm. Regarding the goals of the Alan MacArthur Foundation, we are very much aligned. All the pacts uh, that are part of this community of this Plastics Pact network of the Alan MacArthur Foundation have shared uh, the same goals with different levels. For instance, our pact is very similar to the one in the UK, but uh, the targets are a little bit more ambitious than Chile. Each mm -hmm. country sets the targets considering their own context. 
but um, answering your question, so our targets are one of the most ambitious in terms of achievement in, in all the targets. And considering the case of the Alan MacArthur Foundation, our pact is one of the first pacts that introduces the consumer as one of the main targets of our initiative. So we put a central focus on the final consumer, as we believe, and we know mm -hmm. that without them, we will not achieve uh, our ambition. Of course. So as you said, the goals are very ambitious and also for quite a short period of time. What triggered this rush and how can these goals be achieved? So what triggered this rush? I would say a lot of things. The first one and the one that we all know best is the, the problem of and the challenge of plastic pollution, either on the seas where we see a lot of images where it's very visible, the negative impact of plastics and plastic waste in the seas, but also on land. There is maybe three times more plastic on land than in the oceans. And it's also a problem, for instance, for soil quality, etc. So this environmental part is very important. Also, another important part is the economic part. So we were littering plastic as considering it had no value. And recycled plastic has very good value and can be reused uh, many times. So there is an economic opportunity and to give you uh, a very visible number, so the Alan MacArthur Foundation considered this transition to the circular economy for plastics, a business opportunity around 80 to 120 billion US dollars. So it's a lot of money that we are uh, literally wasting and being in the seas or in our mm -hmm. uh, soils. So the, the environmental and, and the economic cases are very important. And uh, we want also to, to give a, a social answer to the public. So we all know the problem, but it's time to solve the problem and take the most out of plastics. So it's not just complaining that plastics are causing waste, it's finding ways to make it not waste anymore. So this is the main uh, answer, I would say. Yeah, so you say that there is a strong focus on the end user. For example, now, obviously, this current crisis has also uh, affected the plastics world. And do you think that this unique situation we have been and are living now, did it speed up or slow down the progress towards the goals? So in the beginning of the pandemic and when, when the pandemic hit, Portugal was exactly at the time that we launched the pact and how it could negatively influence uh, our ambition. But what we now see is that maybe this is the right opportunity to, to faster the process to achieve these targets. And for instance, uh, one of the recyclers that is a member of our Portuguese Plastics Pact mentioned that the, the number or the volume of recycled plastic that they are getting is increasing since the beginning of the pandemic. So we believe this is a, a big opportunity. It's a big opportunity to communicate more because people are more time with their social media. So it's easier to have access and communicate and make raise awareness to, to people at home. And also we, when all this comes to an end, we all restart our lives. Uh, it's a new beginning coming up. 
So as any new beginning, it's a new opportunity to start right, do things right from the beginning. And so this is one of the points that the Portuguese plastics pact is working, is guaranteeing that when we come back to our normal life, we come back stronger and with more sustainable behavior in the case regarding uh, plastics. Okay, so when you mentioned these recyclable plastics, there are the plastics that have increased uh, the waste during these moments, like single-use gloves, uh, masks, the, let's say, little antibacterial gel bottles. What type of plastics are these and how can these be, be recycled if they can? So just, just to explain, the Portuguese plastic spec is mainly focused on, on single-use plastics and, and plastic packaging. And by single-use plastics, we mean the single-use plastics concern the directive of the European Commission. So uh, medical single-use plastics are a different issue. And okay. for some cases, and what was clear with this pandemic, is that single-use plastics for medical purpose Uh, they are single-use for some reason, in order not to contaminate anyone, in order to be safe. But that does not mean that all single-use plastics, because of the pandemic, are now good. So single-use plastic, some of them, like plastic cups, uh, plastic cutlery, doesn't make sense to be single-use. We all have iron forks and knives at home that we do not pretend them to be single-use. So why we do that with plastics? Mm -hmm. And the pandemic will not change this issue. And also for the plastic packaging that we use every day, the pandemic will not change the situation. It will change maybe our minds and people will be concerned uh, about being contaminated. And this is something that we as Portuguese Plastic Pact and with our members across the the Portuguese plastics value chain need to work in order to assure the consumer that it's still safer to reuse some of the plastic packaging. So if the biggest consumers then, which means the public are not particularly aware, informed or motivated, it's, it might be difficult to achieve the goals, not only in plastics uh, collection, no littering, but also in accepting new types of plastics products. How do you deal with this challenge? So the main one, and this is the reason why we, we focus at a, a specific target on the consumer, is to raise awareness and education and so that people understand that it's safe to reuse some sorts of plastic packaging. Let's say, for instance, a plastic bag. If we clean it after use, we, it's still reusable and it's still safe to use it again. And another part that the Portuguese Plastic Pact intervenes is within the plastics value chain. So we want uh, to work with our members in order to reduce the plastic that comes to the consumer. Either plastic bags, either single-use plastics that our members can reduce and not make available to the final consumer, and therefore they will be reduced in that way too. So uh, from one side, Uh, we act on the supply and also we act on the demand in the case of the consumer. Mm. So when you mention all of these companies and stakeholders working together, has it been difficult to bring all these companies that are usually maybe even competitors in the market together? So like plastics producers, converters, plastics users, recyclers. How has it been to overcome the competition nature of their collaborators? It's a very often question that we are asked, but I think it, the process was 
quite easier than many people would expect. So although they are competitors and, and sometimes really direct competitors uh, with each other, this is an issue that concerns all of them. So plastic waste affects their business as a whole, their, their value chain, everything. The way they do business is changing. So by uniting and collaborating together in initiatives like the Plastic Spec, and in the specific case, the Portuguese Plastic Spec, they found ways out of this problem. They found ways to create a really circular economy and they understand that they need to engage with all the, the value chain. So they need to know, for instance, how the recycler works, how they produce the initial material, how plastic packaging is used. They need to know how it works in order to improve their performance. And sometimes for direct competitors, for instance, supermarket chains, they sometimes are working exactly in the same solution. So they are double spending for the same result. And by collaborating together, they can co-create uh, solutions and therefore they reduce their costs and also they have more impact in the solutions they present to the market. And just to, to finalize this answer, the, plastics, the Portuguese plastic spec did not appear from nowhere. All these efforts were being made uh, long before the Portuguese Plastic Pact uh, was implemented. A lot of action was being done by our members before that. So it was, I would say, the essential step that they need to do in order to foster these solutions, create more impact, and in order to guarantee that they will accelerate this transition to a circular economy of plastics. So you are bringing all of these stakeholders together and I'm sure you must also get a question. What happens if one of the members doesn't want to make the change that you just mentioned or doesn't want to contribute to the collective goal and really just want to use the umbrella brand like the positive name of Portuguese Plastics Pact? This is not a concern to us. Most of our members are very respectable and important brands, important chains of supermarkets, important plastic industries. So they have a name to defend and a reputation to defend. And when they commit themselves uh, to these ambitious targets, there was a lot of questions within this process because these brands, these companies will not commit themselves publicly to something that they feel they cannot achieve. So all of them have their reputation at stake and they wanted to risk their reputation for the sake of a circular economy for plastics. So we are very much sure that none of our members will take this umbrella just to promote themselves. They will take this umbrella to faster their transition to a circular business model in the case for, for their plastic packaging. And I have one final last question, and that would be, what have you learned from this current crisis as a leader of Portuguese Plastics Pact? So from a professional point of view, and what are you learning during this crisis from a personal point of view as well? I would say that this, this crisis was very impactful in the beginning because no one was expecting uh, the size and the global impact that it had and it still has so far. But what was great about humanity is that people start to readapt very quickly. And as I said in the beginning, we were a little bit afraid of what that means for the pact, the impact of the, the pandemic. 
But suddenly, after a month of reorganizing, of our members reorganized themselves too, we came back, I would say, stronger than ever for this transition to a circular economy. So what it means, I think that this pandemic created the sense that we really need to have a sustainable behavior towards the environment. Otherwise, things like this can be more common and affect our lives directly. And for the case of plastics, as from my experience in the Portuguese plastics spec, this was like a straightforward reaction. People started to to work more for the pact. And just to give you a very clear example, so now we transform our meetings that should be in a room all together in virtual meetings. But every meeting this week counted with more than 30 representatives of the members of the Portuguese Plastics Pact. That is more than half of our members in very often meetings within the pact. Physical so meetings, yeah. It's a, it's a total commitment. And something that we will learn is that we, we had this time to rethink everything. So when we came back to the, I would say, normal or new normal lives that we all want to live, we will be more focused on sustainability. And for the case of plastics and for the case of the Portuguese plastics bag, that will mean a faster pace for this transition to happen. Thank you very much for answering our questions. And I really hope that all the objectives from the Portuguese Plastics Pact get achieved as planned in the deadlines that you mentioned. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you very much. If you like this podcast and want to know more about Magellan, check out our website at www.magellan-association.org. And hear you soon.